the truth you get the idea if I can't teach you one way I'll teach you another but I'm gonna get the job done this is the Doc Young Chronicles. I am your host, Dr. Matthew A. Young, D-Men, stands for Doctorate of Ministry. And we have our special guest here today, Mr. Josh Hall, war veteran, and or war hero, rather, and veteran. And uh, we, uh, I always apologize for the long intro going into this, but it takes a minute. As you know, in social media, it takes a few minutes for people to see it and catch it, so I have to have that longer intro so they can give them time to for it to pop up for him to see it. So, but uh, Mr. Hall, I appreciate you being here with me this morning. It's always a pleasure and an honor to get to get to talk to you. So, um, where are you from? Are you from this area? Yeah, I grew up in Jonesboro, but I was born in Johnson City. So. Okay, well, I uh, I was actually born in the old Johnson City Hospital where the Asbury Center is now. So uh, that's how old I am. But uh, uh, so, where'd you go to school at? Crockett. Oh no! Unfortunately, no. Yeah. Tell me it's not so. I it's a lot you... nicer these days. But <laughs> the carpet was long cut wintergreen. I, <laughs> uh, no. Of course, you know me going to Daniel Boone High School. We're rivals of Crockett, and uh, uh, of course, I was happy that we won the Musket Bowl again. But yeah. uh, uh, but I tell you what, that little quarterback on Crockett's team, that boy can throw, son. I tell yeah. you what, I know he's already he's got to have scholarships lined up already. So. But uh, I, uh, so did you, um, when you uh, got out of high school, what, one, what led you to want to join the military? Um, my best friend growing up uh, joined the Rangers and the recruiters came and stuff. We talked to them. I was kind of on the fence for a long time. And the only reason I was on the fence is I had a really good job right out of high school. I was making quite a bit of money. I had to drive to Asheville every day, but for 18 years old, I was clearing like $4,000 a month. Holy shnikes. And uh, I was also delivering pizzas on the weekend, just trying to save as much as possible, get yeah. a good start on life, you know. And uh, got in a really bad wreck, hit a Comcast van, and my insurance capped out. So Comcast, wow. you know, sued me and won for quite a bit of money. Wow. And that kind of pushed me over the edge. I mean, I was going to go anyway. I just wanted to save as much as I could, get in the best shape that I could. Because yeah. I wanted to go in the Rangers, too. And, yeah. you know, Special Forces, I wanted to make sure, you know, I was ready for that. And after that wreck, I just kind of bit the bullet and went right away. I called the guy and left two weeks later. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, um, so now what branch of the service did you join again? Army. Army, okay. Now, that just, of course, I should have known that. You said Rangers. That obviously is Army. But, uh, no, I I didn't actually make it in to Ranger oh, Battalion. I got, okay. I got hurt, which I don't, I'm not big on excuses, yeah. but um, I could have recycled. At the time, they weren't taking a lot of people. There wasn't a big need. And now realizing that I'm older and knowing how the military works, um, what they were looking for was me to go talk to the battalion commander, say, hey, give me another chance. Yeah. But I was 18. I'd been in training nonstop for, wow. you know, six to nine months. Yeah. And I went ahead and went 
to an airborne unit. Yeah. And then, unbeknownst to me at the time, I was in Afghanistan two months later. Wow. Never got to take leave from the time I left home to the yeah. time I got to Afghanistan. Never got wow. to go home. Wow. Which is not common. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Don't, didn't you, don't you usually get to... Uh, usually get at least two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, uh, what, what prompted that? What made that happen as far as you going not be able to come home first? Is there a reason behind that? or just, just It's just the way it worked out. I kind yeah. of fell through the cracks. Um, I joined with a ranger contract, yeah. which means I got airborne school. Yeah. Um, and my entry scores were high you, enough. Can you lean in a little yeah, bit? I'm yeah, sorry. Absolutely. Can you see in the camera? I'm sorry. But... Uh, yeah, there you go. My entry scores yeah. were high enough that I could have done pretty much any job I wanted. Right. But, you know, in my mind, I wanted to do, you know, what I thought it would be. I wanted yeah. to fight. I wanted to go, yeah. you know. And um, made it through airborne school and yeah. went right into RIP, which is, at the they call it something else now, but it was Ranger Indoctrination Program. Uh -huh. And I think it was six weeks, and it's yeah. pretty intensive. Yeah. I and mean, it makes basic training look like Girl Scouts. Wow. You know? wow. But... Um, I tore my hip flexor in basic and like it's, you can look, my first PT test was great. Yeah. My last one was terrible because right. I, I was having to, you know, force through it. Yeah. And I should have just hung out there and did it. I'll regret that for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I ended up, they sent me to the 82nd Airborne. And when I got there, they're like, Hey, you're going to Afghanistan in two months. Wow. So we need to train you up quick. Yeah. And I got there, went into training cycle, and I was on a plane before I knew it. Wow. So now, how long was you in Afghanistan? That time? Yeah. Um, almost 13 months. Wow. Gosh. Now, how many times did you go? Twice. Twice. Okay. All right. Now, um, I don't know how much detail you're willing to give or want to give, but uh, now I know you were, you were injured pretty severely uh, mm -hmm. over there. What uh, Was it a specific battle that you were in that uh, or was it where you was the base being attacked or how did that come about so yeah that was my second deployment second, yeah. and my, and I kind of gotta give you some backstory on that the yeah. first deployment was a lot different and uh -huh. it was uh 2009 yeah and Obama hadn't really put a lot of policies in effect yet gotcha so it was still kind of Bush-esque yeah. yeah so the there wasn't we weren't handcuffed as much as we were the second deployment uh -huh. we had a lot more leeway yeah. and in the areas I was at, which we went all over that year, but up north it's real spread out. You know, we can we can work spread out. We drive vehicles a lot, some yeah. well sometimes, yeah. and the fighting's a little different. There's right. IEDs, yeah. but it's you know few and far between, uh -huh. depending on where you're at. Then we go down south. It's a city. It's a bigger city. I went to Kandahar City. Uh -huh. I mean, you can look it up on the news, but there was an ambush there that killed a bunch of our guys. Uh -huh. It was a a big political mess. Yeah, and that was my first like. Yeah. We had lost our captain to an ID, but wow. that event was our first like real taste of yeah. you know, this is serious. Yeah. And uh well then my second deployment, which I was, you know, an NCO by this time, yeah. kinda in charge of other guys, wow. which made me grow up very fast. Yeah. And made me take things a lot more seriously, take training a lot more seriously. Yeah. And actually fall in love with my job all over again. Yeah. Because I was getting kind of burned out and once I was in charge of these guys and like see how they grow and yeah. work together and I just like puzzles. I like sure. being able to manipulate the pieces on the board, yeah. you know? Yeah. When you're a private, you just kind of go where they point and do yeah. what they're told. Yeah, and yeah. When you're in charge, it's a lot different. Sure. And they'd sent me to uh, EMT school and let me get secondary training as a medic, too, before this deployment. Wow. Wow. But anyway, when we got there, they're like, hey, there are so many IDs that you have to walk in a straight line everywhere you go. Wow. And, you know, we want the privates to have a ground penetrating radar yeah 
which is like you know what they use in mining stuff like that it's like a metal detector but instead it sends signals radar and then it the beep tells you the density of the ground oh okay and I was like no we can't just throw these these brand new guys on their first deployment into doing this so now all of a sudden the job changes and the team leaders are carrying this radar wow and navigating and dealing with everything else yeah and then I'm trusting a guy that's never deployed before at the time when first got there never been shot at before to for me to step out of the way and him have to engage you yeah know? so that's a little bit you got to trust your people for that yeah. you know but it was a different ball game there were ieds literally i filmed 22 in three hours holy cow i mean they were just putting them everywhere wow and i know how are the people the people nice to you are they pretty scared of you or are they nasty to you i think what? it's touch and go okay um i think it depends on where you're at what yeah. experiences they've had with americans okay i think that the majority of them just want to work and support their families okay. in a very poor country. Yeah. A very beautiful country. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. And some of those people are just impressive. Yeah. I mean, they really are. Um, but then every now and then you stumble across the line, you can just feel the hate yeah. coming off of them. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just like anywhere else. Yeah. I think the Russians kind of started that whole cycle and yeah. we kind of perpetuated it sure. right or wrong. Yeah. And it just depends on what part of the country you're in yeah. and what you're doing and how they've been treated. Yeah. Um, we had a couple locals step on IDs. That's probably one of the most traumatic experiences yeah. to me. Gosh. And we'll get into that in a minute because yeah. it's pretty important as far as the spiritual side of things. Yeah. But this 12 year old kid blew both his legs off. Oh gosh. And I had to work it. Yeah. I actually stick my arm inside of his femur and mm. grab his artery and pull it out and try to clamp it. Oh, gosh. But what really bothered me at the time was it didn't bother me. I was yeah. more concerned that I got his blood on me than anything. Oh. Then I come home and I have a kid yeah. and it hit me all of a sudden. Yeah, sure. I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah. I don't care if he was putting the ID in or just walking around. Yeah. He's a kid. Yeah, exactly. You know? But over there, you can't think that way. Yeah. You know, it's war. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. like, I know, not to interrupt, but I know in Vietnam, they were bad about using children and stuff. You kind of see that kind oh, of thing absolutely. there, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. Wow. Um, but, so me getting hurt. That deployment, yeah. like I said, the game yeah. was changed. There yeah. was a lot of vegetation. Sure. And if you've ever seen, like, a vineyard, you know how they grow grapes. They'll yeah. have, like, yeah. we have, like, nice lattice walls. Yeah. Well, there, it's like a nine-foot mud wall. Wow. And it's thick. I mean, yeah. bulletproof, essentially. Yeah. And the grapes grow up it. Uh-huh. And when we patrol, we'd have to jump over these. Wow. And still clear, yeah. you know. And I was getting pretty comfortable. I just re-enlisted, like, yeah. the week before this happened. Wow. And for six more years. Wow. And I was going to drop a Special Forces packet. Yeah. I was ready to go give it another shot. Yeah. And um, I actually got a sniper school slot out of it. Like, wow. For re-enlisting, like, yeah. that's why I re-enlisted for so long. I got and I got some college options, wow. so yeah, which they want that when you go into yeah. like Green Beret stuff like yeah. that. But um, I had just done that, and we were probably a month from coming home. And I remember because the night before, I pulled my guys aside and I'm like, "Listen, it's time to go home." Yeah, guys start getting complacent. You know, like now's when to be on your on your guard. You know, and. Uh, now, when you said when you said they're getting complacent, what do you just mean that they're not as being as as aware of the danger when they're getting ready to go home because they're just concentrating on that? And what do you mean by that? Sometimes, or sometimes, a lot of times, what will happen is guys will uh, yeah. you've been there for so long, you're starting to get a little cocky. Oh, you know, yeah. and you just aren't as 
aware as yeah. it normally would be, and it happens to everybody. Yeah. Um, and a lot of professions, a lot yeah. of law enforcement have to deal with this. Yeah. And it's a common thing. Sure. Well, the next morning, yeah. we had uh, we had built this little compound. We cleared this little area, yeah. and um, it wasn't much. Yeah. I mean, but we get attacked that morning uh-huh. and we had pretty good fields of view like we yeah. could see all the way to the Pakistani mountains in the south uh-huh. we could see on, the only dead spots were the grape rows uh-huh. and some pretty dense vegetation on one side of us yeah now let me not to interrupt just hold that thought though. we'll come back to that now you say you're being attacked now is this like a an actual trained army that is attacking you is this just like group of terrorists who are attacking because sometimes you get a mental vision you think of you know you see so many tv movies you think of the guys in the in the head garb and the robes and they're just terrorists and just attacking or is this an actual planned militaristic group that's attacking a lot of times it was yeah. taliban based on the yeah. intelligence from yeah. that day yes, and what we had been getting yeah i think it was syrian um either syrian or yeah. uzbeki mercenaries okay okay sometimes the syrians are terrorists sometimes yeah. they're just mercenaries yeah but they'll go fight it's okay funny. so it's just so about it so is it just so they are trained military that's coming depending yeah depending. and i mean even oh, yeah. the taliban will get some good training oh okay. it just depends now did, now did america did, did i read one time where some where the u.s had actually trained some of these troops prior to during yeah, the, yeah. with russia yeah, yeah okay. absolutely yeah okay I mean, a lot of them, the Mujahideen were trained by us. A lot of the yeah. uh, Northern Alliance were. Yeah. Which the Northern Alliance is on our side. Yeah. But a lot of those guys will flip-flop, too, based oh. on who's winning. Yeah, wow. Because they're about survival. They're yeah. not loyal. They yeah. want survival. Gosh. Now, some of those guys, don't get me wrong, don't misunderstand yeah. me. Yeah. I've met some Afghani guys that were completely loyal to their families and their country. Gotcha. Just like we are here. Yeah. You know, guys that will give their life for their country, that's yeah. exactly how they feel. Yeah, okay. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. People are people no matter where you're at. Yeah, yeah. So... And some of those guys are some bad dudes, man. Yeah. I mean, they really are. Yeah. But in this instance, sure. I believe they're mercenaries. I believe yeah. they had some state actor training. Gotcha. Either Syria, Pakistan, whatever. Okay. Because um, we were taking some accurate sniper fire. We wow. were taking some sustained. A lot of times, if they're untrained, yeah. they'll shoot at you and they'll run away. Oh, okay. This and the last uh, month or two of that deployment, those guys would stand there and fight with you wow. to the death. Wow. And, uh, but that day, the only thing I can come up with is they had some tunnel systems because oh. they got 360 degrees around us and wow. they got very, very close. Wow. And they shouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, so they had gone underground. Because, I mean, there's no way all six guards were sleeping. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, there's exactly. no way. Yeah. So I wake up to that. Yeah. Like, we're just getting hammered. Wow. And, uh... Is it mainly just uh, gunfires or bombs being thrown to? Or? At this point, it was just gunfire. Gunfire. And we are taking sniper fire. Okay. And the guy had elevation on us. He was oh, up in a tree. Oh, no, yeah. And, um... So I grabbed my guys and jump on a roof, uh-huh. the little corner of the roof. Yeah. And the cover we had was probably only about six inches. Wow. And, um... I remember because... I mean, I've been shot at plenty of times. Yeah. I've had some rounds come real close. Yeah. But, and there's been several times where I'm like, the dude's shooting at me. Yeah. But this time I was like, the dude's shooting at me and he's yeah. about to hit yeah. me. Like, What's that know? like? I mean, of course, you know, I would never have never experienced that. I never will. Most people listening or watching have never experienced What is that like to have somebody shooting at you like that? What? Uh... I think the experience is different for everybody. Okay. I think that if you've had good training, you just do what you're going to do. Okay. Everybody wonders how they're going to react and nobody yeah. knows how they're going to react. Yeah, sure, um, sure. I think the best, for me, my first deployment, I got shot at, but yeah. never like real accurate yeah. banging hammers with somebody. Sure. I mean, I've returned fire with machine guns, stuff like that, yeah. but yeah. never like like it was the second deployment. Yeah, yeah. And probably the first week we got on this second deployment, we got shot at. Wow. And 
my guy had never deployed before. He looked at me. He's like, are we getting shot at? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's what's happening. He's wow. like, should I get down? I'm like, yeah, that's probably a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. He's like, why aren't you getting down? I'm like, because I'm waiting on these, because there were yeah. kids walking. That's how they are. Like, oh, these kids were walking. Yeah. And he was shooting around them. Oh, wow. And I'm not going to do that. Well, yeah, yeah. So I'm just standing there looking at him, like, yeah. waiting on the kids to get wow. out of the way. Like, yeah. And I realized right then, like, either I'm a little bit crazy. Sure. Or this stuff just doesn't bother me. Yeah. And it never has, man. Yeah. Like, it's weird how my brain works, but, yeah. like, going to court over a speeding ticket. Yeah. Or asking a girl out, yeah. I'll get a little bit of adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, or yeah. getting attacked, fist fights, I've never gotten amped up. Wow. Ever. Wow. And wow. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But, and I mean, I'm not going to say like, oh, God created me to be a warrior or whatever. It's just yeah. that my brain's just always worked that way. Sure. I, when I got rear-ended in that bad wreck I told you about, yeah. I looked at my heart rate monitor, my heart rate was still 55. Wow. That's you know, like there's, yeah. I don't know if there's something wrong with yeah. me, or it's good, or it's yeah. bad, or what. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, yeah, so... I'm on this little ledge sure. and the rounds are getting like right there. Wow. And I'm shooting grenades. I had a grenade launcher on my rifle. Wow. And I'm now trying to get that my... like? Is it like a lot of recoil? Or Not like at all. That? Really? No, wow. There's hardly any. Yeah. Wow. I would say none, really. Wow. That's I mean, amazing. Yeah. And uh, it's just more effective than bullets. At, sure. Well, especially yeah, in that obviously. environment. Yeah. But I'm trying to get my machine gun up. Yeah. Well, it decided to break right then. Oh, no. Was it just jamming or just... Uh, no, the gas regulator on the barrel broke. Oh, And all his extra no. barrels were down in the oh, compound and he couldn't no. get up to go get them. Yeah, yeah. And that's your most effective weapon. Sure. Right? Sure. So, I'm having to pick up with a rifle yeah. and another rifleman trying to do this. Yeah. And at the same time, I mean, they're coming in close. Like, I'm uh, behind this little wall. Yeah. And then behind us, they're shooting. Yeah. I mean, we're taking fire from everywhere. Wow. Molly covers in front of me. So, yeah. I mean, I'm like... One of these is going to catch me yeah, in a minute, sure. you know? Yeah. Like guys were throwing frags yeah. no, off the that? back of the no, wall, frag no. grenades okay. Like okay. off the back of the wall. That's uh -huh. how bad it was getting. Yeah. And, uh, which, I mean, that's probably the first, like, really serious yeah. firefight I was in, like, where it's like, I don't know how this is going to go. Sure, sure. Usually we're pretty good, you yeah, know, yeah. and we overwhelm the enemy and we do what we got to do. Gotcha. That time I was like, this is getting a little sketchy. Yeah. You know, I don't have yeah. a machine gun. We're taking this fire. Wow, and uh, that's incredible. Well, anyway, like, I'm thinking, like, this is, something's going to have to turn this around. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you hear Kiowa just kind of coming over top. Now, what's that is like a, it's a aircraft a lot of special forces uses. Okay. It's a smaller plane. Uh-huh. And he just lit them up. Wow. And, uh. Now, these are just drones that are. No, this is, this is a pilot's flight. Oh, oh, they're actual planes. Yeah, we had Apache oh. helicopters, too. But oh, the Kiowa okay. is what saved my butt that oh, day. Oh, okay. And, so, they're, uh, so, they're, so they're shooting, firing. Yeah, he did a strafing yeah. run wow. right there now, what, I, where I was taking I know I'm asking a lot of questions, but a lot of people don't understand what you're talking about. Now, when you say a, a strafing run. Strafing run. Strafing run. Now, what's that exactly? I think what he had that day was 30 millimeter uh -huh. uh, cannons. Okay. And he just kind of. just just cover the whole okay, area from gotcha. where they were shooting at us okay, from. All right. And uh, I don't know if my, because I got hurt literally a few minutes after this. Okay, so yeah. I don't know if my mind filled this in or not. Yeah. But I remember like seeing the dude standing up and popping him. Uh -huh. And I don't know like how much of that was just like my mind filling in blanks or not. Yeah, yeah. But the, the image is there. I just yeah. can't confirm it. Yeah. But it was pretty strange just the things you remember, yeah. you know? And uh, so anyway, like after that, it kind of died down yeah. and we get down off the wall and I'm not going to get super deep into it, but there was a big yeah. political thing that went on with this. Uh -huh. And uh, we actually had a high ranking officer get relieved of duty, but anyway, yeah. they wanted us to go yeah. and check the bodies. Uh huh. And we had helicopters on station sure. and they were like, we can see everything. You don't need to go out there. Yeah. 
And they're kind of like, no, you need to go anyway. And wow. um, it wasn't my, it was our squad's turn. It wasn't my turn to leave, but yeah. I went ahead and volunteered to do it. Sure. Um, more, I mean, I, I was a senior team leader. Uh-huh. So I had more experience leading patrols, doing stuff like that. Sure. But it was probably more too. I was amped up oh, and man. like excited sure. and, and wanted to keep yeah. shooting at people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds messed up, but well, it is yeah. what it is, yeah, you yeah. know. And yeah. uh, so we got we reset our ammo and we went yeah. out there, and uh, that was the dense part I told you about. It was uh-huh. to the north. Okay, so that, you know, that's that's the, the clay wall with the the great a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. that's what and you're climbing. A lot of vegetation, yeah. some very narrow areas, okay. and um, so I'm clearing. Yeah. I get about halfway to the objective and. The ground penetrator stopped working. Uh-huh. It was so hot outside that day, the batteries were fried. Wow. So I had to switch to a metal detector. Yeah. And So now this is all during the day now? Or yeah. Not? Okay. Right. So it's like yeah. pre-dawn when the fight started. Okay. Now it's probably getting close to noon. Wow. Wow. Man, you had to been exhausted. I was amped up. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah and sure. used to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got to the point, you got to any military guy, we can sleep anywhere, yeah. standing yeah. up, whatever, it doesn't matter, because yeah. you're always exhausted. Sure. But you're also in pretty good shape. Yeah. But about halfway through, I had to switch to the metal detector. And I don't know, like my, yeah. my spotty senses were going off, man. Sure. And uh, they the helicopter had popped smoke where they wanted me to go. Mm-hmm. And there's only one place to cross this wall. Yeah. And I knew something was up. Uh-huh. Like, that's a dangerous situation. I even yeah. called up on the radio like, hey, we really need to stop here. They're like, yeah. no, go to the smoke. Wow. All right, Roger that. So I turn yeah. around and look at all my guys. I'm like, hey, like push them back. Yeah. They push back a little bit. I'm like, no, push them back. Yeah. Like get them back. Yeah. Well, and no, that's not a good tactical decision. Yeah. Like, now why? Now why was you worried? Because you was worried about an IED yeah. or or an attack, a physical attack. More or? so an IED, but okay. you never know, especially uh-huh. with the sniper that yeah. had been popping us. We don't know if we got him or not. Okay, so gotcha. okay. You don't. Any time you guys are close together, it's a dangerous situation. Well, yeah. So when you have them pushed back, are they like hiding behind stuff? To, for, or are they just... Like I mean, and that, that was yeah. the other complication, yeah. right? There's uh-huh. so many IDs that uh-huh. to give some guys cover, I've got to clear every single uh-huh. piece of cover. Gotcha, which gotcha. means if a fight breaks out, there's not a lot of room to move. Yeah, yeah. Which is not the way we're trained. Yeah, exactly. We had to completely like a change our tactics. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and it's... hiccup there all right go right ahead i'm sorry uh it's not a great tactical decision to be that far up there by yourself yeah but you know i didn't get much of a choice yeah and and it was good because i had machine guns put in and stuff kind of yeah. covering me exactly and i go to this wall and i clear the wall and i clear the top of it uh-huh. the most dangerous part i climb up on it yeah I clear down remember it's a metal detector yeah well the id ended up not having any metal in it oh carbon wow. rods out of an e-cell battery wow and uh I go to jump off the wall, and I remember seeing something like, oh, I think that's a pressure plate, and trying to push away from it, yeah. but the back of my foot hit it, the left foot, Yeah. and it was right back up, 30 wow. feet in the air. That, that's yeah. what they told me anyway. I went 30 feet back up in the wow. air, and almost landed on one of my guys that was that far behind me. Holy cow. So now when you, so now let me get make sure I understand what you're saying. You climbed up over this wall, and then when you were coming down, that's where you saw it, and that's where you was yeah, trying I mean, to push it I had no choice away. but to jump. Yeah, okay. Right. So you trying to push off away from that wall. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like tried to slide down the wall, and then once yeah. I seen it, I tried to push, push. over top okay. of it. Okay, then your foot hit that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just just worked out uh, that way. Now, did it, did it push you back over or yeah. push you forward? Yeah, it push straight up and back wow, over. Wow, wow. I think the pelvis injury was actually from the fall. Golly. But I remember flying through the air for like a significant amount of time. Wow. And then hitting the ground and kind of yeah. just... 
I was out for probably 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And then I woke right back up and, like, tried to move. And I was like, oh. And I couldn't it? breathe. And there was yeah. dirt and sand and Yeah. Was and everything. Was a lot of intense pain? Uh, it hurts, but numb? it was, like, shock at first. Sure. And I felt hot. My legs felt hot, which yeah. I didn't know they were on fire. But yeah. they felt hot, you wow. know. Yeah. And a lot of people say when they get hurt that bad, they don't feel anything. That's yeah. a load of crap. Oh, really? You feel yeah. every bit of yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's why I was wondering if the shock would have numbed it. You didn't really feel no. it. No. Yeah. Um, see, when they finally got to me. Yeah. They tried to move me, and that's when I realized my pelvis had been split in mm. half. Oh, gosh, yeah. And uh, the other thing, because yeah. I was the medical NCO. Yeah. Like, we had a medic, but I was the medical NCO. Yeah. Like, I made the yeah. medical decision to throw in the medic around. Yeah. We had these little bitty Skedcos, which is like a little rollout litter that you oh. carry somebody with. Because yeah. that's the only thing we wanted to get over those walls. Yeah. We found out that day that wasn't a good idea because yeah. it sucked. Yeah. And um, so they tried to move me, and when they moved me, that's when the pain started. Because oh, my pelvis was, like, grinding against it. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. And my... Um, I don't know how much this you want me to talk about. My urethra oh, was split in half. Yeah, wow. One of my testicles was eviscerated from the impact. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a lot. Yeah. I bit through my lip, mm. and I was still talking that way. Wow. Like that. wow. And, yeah. um, I mean, there's a lot of different things yeah. going on at once. Yeah. And uh, when they tried to move me, that's when it got bad. Yeah. And I'm still, like, trying to give orders at this sure. point. I'm yeah. like, spread out. You yeah. know, where are my guys? Don't yeah. touch me till you check my guys. Wow. And uh, I was kind of a hard on them yeah i was kind of known as the like disciplinarian sure. kind of whatever yeah. and when right. i came up we had great leaders and we had some not so good leaders yeah. and they told us like you you want to get promoted you need to be the loudest the yeah. meanest wow and it and once this group of guys that i had on this deployment yeah. i have so much respect for them like i learned how to lead with respect yeah. rather than discipline yeah rather than fear you yeah. know sure. and uh i kind of started learning about servant leadership yeah which I think translates to a lot of things involving Christianity. I think oh, gosh, Jesus yeah. is the ultimate example of that. Without a doubt, yeah. And, you know, so, like, they told me later on, like, when we heard that, you know, yeah. like, we got a lot of, you know, yeah. we realized, like, you really cared about us, yeah. you know. And um, That is. That's amazing that you were able to be cognitive enough to be able to think. Well, well it gets funny. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm telling them to spread out whatever, and I'm yeah. actually making things worse. Because oh, other right. people stepped up and took charge, but yeah. I'm, like, still not letting it go. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I remember telling them, like, because my pants were, like, blown apart. Oh, gosh. And I almost didn't wear my little combat diaper that day, which is like a Kevlar diaper. That's what oh, it looks like. They yeah. just given them to us a couple weeks before. Yeah. And I almost didn't wear it that day. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I did because that thing had a hole in it. Wow. Like, so and, if you, you know, had, like, had that, it probably would have killed you. It, yeah, well, that's everything was hanging out, yeah. bleeding, you know. And yeah, sure. My other team leader, he's from Jackson. Uh -huh. He's super country. But yeah. he's, like, chemical engineer. Like, he's a genius. Wow. And, uh. He comes over and I'm like, hey, dude, if my penis is going, just let me die. Yeah, oh gosh. Yeah. Like, just let me die. Yeah. And he comes over and he grabs it and he's like, ah, you'd be all right, buddy. And just walks off. It was so funny. No, yeah. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so like they start moving me and everything. Yeah. And for some reason, like I'm trying to keep myself awake. Yeah. And I took that opportunity to tell everybody I didn't like yeah. exactly how I felt about it. Oh, man. Yeah. And it wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I felt pretty bad later yeah, on sure, when I sure. heard the stories and yeah. remembered some of it. Yeah, and, just, and the yeah. Afghans were trying to help me at yeah. first because they really? got to me first. Yeah. The Afghan army. Yeah. Well, I thought I was being captured. Oh. So I started freaking out, oh, man. Like so. swinging at yeah. them and yeah. all this stuff. And then yeah. they're finally like, Josh, calm down, man. Yeah. Like, you're good. Yeah. Well, I ended up laying there for 47 minutes. Why did it bleed out? I did. Yeah. And getting thrown over these walls yeah. and all this stuff. Wow. And um, it was it was pretty wild. And we finally were able to land a helicopter. Yeah. And I remember, like, I'm laying there. 
my best friend was out there. He had actually come out there after the fact. Yeah. When he heard it was me. Well, I mean, he would have came out there anyway, but he heard it was me. He came out there. He knew I'd want to talk to him. Yeah. So, I mean, they were pretty confident I was going to die. Sure. And, um, you know, he's like, I was like, hey, just tell my parents what really happened. Because yeah. things tend to get twisted with the media sometimes yeah. and everything. And uh, I was like, if I don't make it, tell them what really happened. Sure. You know? And uh, I said a few other things that were pretty funny, but we'll yeah. get into it here. But yeah. Essentially, I was like, and you tell them I didn't go out like a pansy, you know? Like, yeah. And, uh, yeah. well, they got me on the bird. And I remember, like, it's, it sounds cliche and kind of wild, but, like, yeah. I kept wanting to go to sleep. And I kept yeah. fighting it. Yeah. And I remember, like, at this point in my life, yeah. like, two deployments, some of the dark stuff we've seen. Yeah. And the military, right? The military's a very godless place in a lot of cases. Sure. And instead of being a good influence, I let it influence me. And I was in a pretty dark place at the time. Sure. And I remember laying there, like, just thinking, like, well, Jesus still loves you, man. Like, yeah. I'm not afraid to die right now. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know? And uh, we get on the bird, and I look at the pilot, and I'm like, hey, dude, I'm going into shock. And he's yeah. like, I know. I'm like, well, I need some blood. He's like, I don't have blood. You're just going to have to wait it out. Bro. Oh, and my like, God. Give me, like, some oxygen. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, you know? yeah, really? Well, anyway, I remember getting in the bird and landing a calf, which is, like, a big base in southern Afghanistan. Yeah. When I got off the bird, I died. And later on, I found out I died three times. I bled out three times. Wow. I'm O positive. They ran out of blood, and I started oh. pulling people wow. off the base to get blood. Wow. And I had 22 transfusions that day. Goodness gracious. And so, I mean, I didn't have any of my own blood in my body. Wow. You know, which is really hard on your immune system. Well, I can imagine. And I woke up two weeks later in D.C. Wow. And I was strapped up to all this stuff. I had a feeding tube, I had a trach in, wow. had catheters in, had three different catheters, and one straight into my bladder, you know, everything else. Yeah. Had an erector set screwed into my hips, into yes. my leg. It ended up uh, split my pelvis in half, yeah. fractured several vertebrae, cervical yeah. vertebrae, thoracic. Wow. Uh, my good leg, it broke both bones in two places. Uh, eviscerated my calf. Like, yeah. it's cut into four pieces now. Um, broke my ankle. Wow. Severed the nerve that moves your ankle. Gosh. So later on, they were able to take the nerve to my toes and move it to my ankle. Wow. So I lost my toes, but I got my ankle. Yeah. Which means I don't have to wear a brace anymore. Yeah. Um, my other leg was gone below the knee, but I lost it to infection. Yeah. And a lot of people were getting told this stuff as it happens. I missed all that. I woke wow. up and it's just like, this is your life now. Wow. You know? And uh, I mean, there's a lot of other injuries, but what almost killed me was a severe lung infection. It was wow. necrotizing pneumonia. Wow. And none of the antibiotics would kill it. Now, what is that? What kind of necrotizing? Basically, I had some kind of pneumonia that was eating lung tissue. Wow. I ended up losing part of a lobe of my lung. That's amazing. Never heard of that. And there was like black sludge draining out of it. And wow. they finally got it. But they told my parents, like, hey, you need to go ahead and get ready to tell him bye, you know. Wow. My mom kicked everybody out and wouldn't stop praying. Just shut yeah. the door, would not stop praying in there. Yeah. And they know what caused that infection to get in your lungs like that? Um, just bacteria from it's the IED oh. and not having any of my own blood. So my immune system oh. was compromised. Yeah. And it's a lot of different things. Yeah. I had tearing in my stomach. I had. Yeah. A lot of different stuff. Um, I remember your mom contacted me when it happened, and she was like wanting everybody to pray, and we was all praying hard for you. And I remember she was praying hard, and she was just beside herself. She really was. So. Well, when that was going on, yeah. I mean, this sounds weird, but yeah. like I was having these ketamine hallucinations that I was in hell. Wow. And then she was like in there, like saying that, thinking I'm going through some kind of you know, yeah. spiritual struggle. Yeah. And neither one of us talked to each other about it or knew the other person was dealing with wow. for like three years. Wow. Which I find pretty coincidental. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. weird. Do I think that 
any of that hallucination was from God, no. Yeah. I wondered for a long time sure. until I kind of read the Bible, you know, and he's like, if you have confusion about it, it's not for me, yeah. you know? Yeah. There wouldn't be any ambiguity there. Yeah. At least as far as that stuff goes. Yeah. Right. And, um, but it was pretty strange. And then they, um, I remember like when they finally took the trach out, I was allowed to like sip on stuff, yeah. you know? And I remember like I'd get fed through this tube and it wow. made me nauseous. Yeah. And they come in there and they, I was on blood thinner. So they would like, cause I had two blood clots too to my lungs. Oh my gosh. And, uh, they would come in there and wash me and I'd get so cold mm. and I couldn't talk and I would start like fighting my restraints. They'd have to knock me out. And, nice. and it was pretty wild. I was in the ICU for a long time. Yeah. And then. I would like get somebody like, well, just let me taste your drink. And then I would sneak and swallow it, you know? Oh, and, uh, finally, like once I started getting better, they took me to physical therapy. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, this, this I can do. This is yeah. what I'm used to. Yeah. You know? And I got to pick up a 10 pound dumbbell. I can't even get off the ground. Wow. They gave me a five and I can lift it once. Wow. So I end up with like 1.5 pound little baby dumbbells, yeah. you know, yeah. sitting here doing curls. Like, and I barely do it. Sure. And, uh, I mean, I weighed like 84 pounds. Wow. That's amazing. It was pretty wild, I man. Imagine, and, uh, yeah. But then, like, once I got to leave the hospital, and here's the other part of it. Yeah. I woke up, I was on methadone and Zoloft. I had wow. no clue what either one of those things were. Wow. You know? Yeah. But they ramming me with the lot at every five minutes. Sure. They had to do something. Yeah. I wish they would have went out about it a different way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I cold turkey that stuff. Yeah, wow. It almost killed me. Oh, gosh. And uh, so that was a big part of the struggle. Yeah. Was coming off all those meds. I had... I didn't have depression. Yeah. I didn't want to be on antidepressants. Sure. I didn't know if you stopped taking them all of a sudden, they caused depression. Oh, yeah. Can't cause hallucinations, depression. All kinds so, of yeah. brain zaps yeah, and stuff, exactly. man. It was horrible. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. To come off us just slowly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know any better. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm a man of extremes. Like, sure. I'm either yeah. super disciplined or super lazy. Yeah. Yeah. I either go really hard or not at all. Like, yeah. There's no sure. really gray area with me on much of anything. Yeah. It's gotten me in trouble a lot and it's gotten me through a lot. Sure. But, you know, once we got to the, like, little apartment they gave us, and my dad shut his business down yeah. and came up there and lived with me for three years. Yeah. And for, at one point, he had to wipe me, you yeah. know? Grown man. Yeah. It was it was pretty humbling experience. Well, I but, imagine, yeah. you know, once I started getting into physical therapy, and they don't really give you time to sit around and dwell on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, after that happened, though, I was like, all right, I can either sit around yeah. and be sorry about what goes on, or I can do something about it, sure. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I took it. Once again, man of extremes, I would sit in my apartment and smack the end of my leg wow. with a two by four so the nerves would die yeah. and I could wear my leg. Yeah. And then I remember the first time they let us go home was Christmas yeah. for 30 days. Yeah. I left my wheelchair there. Wow. And at this point, I was only wearing my leg like an hour a day. Wow. Dad has three flights of stairs in his house. So if I needed to go to the bathroom, I had to put it on. Gosh. It was a miserable month, yeah. but by the end of it, I could walk all day long. Wow. You know, wow. and like, that's just what you got to do yeah. with stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. I mean, granted, nobody followed that advice. Take things slow. Yeah. You know, because I've not been able to improve because I've hurt myself overtraining yeah. several times. Sure. And even with like, because, like, you know, my neck's messed up right now. Mm. I'll stretch it for four hours and make it worse. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I'm waiting on these injections. They're like, dude, you got to chill out. Yeah. So I have a black eye. I shouldn't yeah. be training with my yeah. neck this way. And I yeah. went and talked class last night at Krav Maga. And yeah. I decided I want to get in there and fight with them. Oh, and, no. Now I can barely turn my head. Oh, so, no, you know, it's yeah. one of those. Sure, sure. It's one of those things. Yeah. Um, it gets you in trouble or it can, it can really help you. Yeah. But I ended up living there for several years. Wow. And uh, I probably should have took more advantage of some of the stuff and the trips and the yeah. things they had. But yeah. I had to get out of there. Sure. I just, I just, I felt like everything was made for a handicapped person. Yeah. And I wanted to live in the real world. Sure. 
you know, and see how that was going to be. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much the story of how I got hurt. Wow. I tell you, you are a walking miracle. Oh, yeah. And I tell you, God is really, I mean, as tragic as it was, the Lord's watching out for you. I mean, it really was. And it just, uh, you know, it's because of men like you and women, too, who, uh, that I get so angry uh, when I see disrespect, like from these NFL players kneeling and, and how they, how our military is, is treated with such a disrespect because it's because of people like you who put their lives on the line so that we can have the freedoms to have podcasts, to have church, to, to be able to have the freedoms that we have. If you don't want to believe in God, you don't have to. There's, there's people, or if you, you know, that's why America was started to flee the persecution of what they were having. You know, they wouldn't have allowed, they had to, to worship as the, as, as the Church of London told them to, you know, they right. come here. And, and so you, we have this freedom. We're not in a theocracy. We can believe however we want to. But yet you have these lunatics who want to push a socialism, want to push socialistic ideas and do away with what men and women have fought so hard for us to have. And I have such a deep respect for you. I truly do. And I thank you very no, much. I appreciate it. Thank you for what you have done for us. And and uh, I tell you what, I, uh, it just uh, amazes me. When people question if God is real, man, look at people like you. I mean, you know, it, it, the, as tragic it has been, if it hasn't been for God's preventative grace, it could have been a whole lot worse. Or it you could. could have died, and you know, I, I do want to point out that, yeah. I mean, I'm just the one that, that was there. You yeah. know, I tell people I was just clumsy, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, and and the guys I served with, any one of them, yeah. would have done the same thing if put in that position. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I get asked to talk about the stuff. Yeah. And, but I feel like, and some guys can't talk about certain things they're still operational whatever yeah, but yeah. those guys are like everybody wants to come up and thank me yeah. you know whatever but you need to have just as much respect for the guys that are still doing it and yeah. for the guys that I'm not saying they don't yeah. but for the guys that aren't visibly wounded sure you know because sure. their families carry that burden they yeah. carry that burden oh, yeah. and none of us do it for that yeah, none of us exactly. do it for respect or admiration exactly, or whatever yeah. the guys that do the guys that walk yeah. around screaming I'm a veteran all the yeah. time probably didn't see combat yeah. you know yeah, what I mean sure. but yeah. Those those dudes like, if there wasn't people here worth yeah. fighting for, yeah, then what's the point of going over there? Yeah, exactly. I, people yeah. tell me thank you for your service. I tell them thank you. You yeah. know, like yeah. there weren't people that got up every day and took care of their families sure. and went to work. Yeah, and you know contributed to yeah. society. Exactly. Then there would be no reason to yeah. go serve. Yeah. There would be nothing to protect. Sure, sure. Right. Yeah. So, I mean. Some people I feel like get this like a lot of times you meet somebody and they're like, well, I was going to join the military, but like, yeah. I don't need your excuse why you didn't join the yeah, military. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you're doing your thing. Yeah. And that's admirable. Sure. You know, like, yeah. well, so, like you said, you've got people such yourself who, who you can visibly see what you've been through. And like you said, there's people who are, you cannot see the mental wounds and emotional wounds that they carry for what they've been through. You still got guys from Vietnam and they're still fighting yeah. things. People from Afghanistan fighting things. And that it affects their spouses, it affects their children, because PTSD is real. It's literally a trauma to the brain. And, uh, you know, some people, they don't realize that a sound, an image can trigger, and it's just they're right there in that moment, and it's just a videotape being played over and over our head. And it's a lot of people that are listening don't understand. I think sometimes PTSD is thrown around a little too lightly. I think it's over-stigmatized. Yeah. And I think that for a lot of people, it's a temporary thing. Yeah. 
and it can be overcome. Yeah. And until we start looking at it that way, then people sure. don't think they're going to overcome it. Yeah, that's you know? it. And the only way they can overcome that is through Jesus Christ alone. He's the only one that can bring out a healing about spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. He's the one that is there if you're doing going through physical as you're going through. He's the only one that can, the, the Jesus Christ, no matter if you've been in a real physical military battle or not, Jesus Christ is the only one that can get us through anything that we've been through. And, uh, you know, and, and so, He's the only hope that we can have to cling to. You know, yeah. in your darkest hours, Jesus Christ was there. You know, that's that's a great thing to know that God was there. No matter where we're at in our lives, God is there. And he is the hope that we get to cling to. And you know, and so you're 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 a powerful walking testimony, my friend. I hope you realize. Well, I'll that. tell you what, yeah. I mean, I'm I've been with some stone cold dudes. Yeah. And some of them didn't believe in anything. Right. They're agnostic or they were whatever. And, yeah. and they were still amazing yeah. military leaders, yeah, soldiers. For me, though, what it did, and and, and this correlates to a lot of areas of my life yeah. these days, but, like, it gave me confidence. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to say I was never scared. Yeah. But I was never one time overcome by fear. Sure. You know? And I know a lot of guys aren't. Yeah. But for me, just knowing, like, I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I know sure. where I'm going. Yeah. I know that, you know, I'm doing what I was called to do right yeah. now. And... I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. Like, there was never hesitation. Sure. Ever. Well, you know, there's a lot of people out there I've talked to who are terrified of dying. I mean, of complete fear. And I'm, and these these are people I know that are saved. I said, if you've got Jesus Christ, there's nothing. It's but a whole lot better there than it exactly. is here. Exactly. But I can't imagine being in a battle situation and not have any belief system. To me, that no, you would be scared to death to die because if you, if you just think that's it, man, that's what a terrifying way to live. But to know that well, there's hope. You know that right. they're that that they're in through salvation that we can spend eternity with Jesus Christ. Yeah. There should you know there should be no fear of dying because we know where we're going. You know, just like mm-hmm. I've heard my dad say in, in times past that uh, people have been scared of flying. He said, "Hey, if it goes down, I'm going up." You know, and <laughs> yeah. so you know, really, you know, it, it's just what we get to cling to. But well, Mr. Hall, we are out of time, but I want to thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for your service. Thank you for being willing to give your life to keep people like me and my family free. And uh, it takes men and women like you for us to have the country that we have. And I wish more people would have that respect for you people. I really do. And, uh, and uh, I can't thank you enough. You know, oh, thank I, you for having so, me. Uh, I appreciate it. If it's all right, can I close a prayer? Yeah. All right. Dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We love you. And we praise you. Lord, thank you for our men and women that are in the military that are serving and have served. Thank you for individuals like Josh who have been through so much, uh, Lord Jesus, and uh, I hope they know that they are very loved and appreciated uh, for what they have done for us to uh, to keep us free. And Lord, I want to lift up Josh to you, and I pray that you be with him, that you will help him, guide him, lead him, be there for him spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Be with him and his family. Lead God, watch over, protect him, keep him safe, Lord Jesus. And Lord, uh, anybody that's listening here today or watching, if they don't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose to the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you. We love you and praise you. And thank you again for Josh. And Lord, uh, he is a wonderful, tremendous blessing. I hope he never forgets that. And we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.